pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. Welcome, guys. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. How are you? Good. I've been talking all day. I've been at uh, Pocket Gamer Connect. Ah, oh, that's where I recognise you from. I've been there too. Right. You were the guy in the, with the, yeah, in the, with the table. and hashtag yes. network. Can you believe? It's been a year. It's been a year. <laughs> Since we did Mario at Pocket Gamer and all the lols that resulted exactly. from that hashtag uh, networking. Yeah, so, yeah no, I started talking at um, 10 o'clock. I've been speed dating. What I've is been... the best thing you've said all day? I pretended I like a lot of people I dislike. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's unlike that you, is, That is unlike me, Anne. That's conferences, how though, wonderful it is to see you. <laughs> <laughs> how have you been, Anne? Uh, yeah, I've been all right. Um, I haven't had a driving lesson recently, so okay. if I'm a little bit off course, that will be why. Uh, other than that, all right. Simon came around the other day. Did I, yeah. I, Yesterday. <laughs> so that was really? the other day, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Pop you two had a meeting. We had a, yeah. we had a meeting about, about stuff. Anything, anything decided at that meeting? Uh, yes, but we'll be disclosing the information on that later. Exactly. Okay, looking forward we'll get back to it. to you. Well, I am excited about today's radio show. Is anything special going to happen, no? Simon? That's a good question. Um, so ordinarily, uh, do we? Um, our guests tend to be a, a mix of people um, who that we know, yeah. like industry legends. Yeah. Um, people before they're industry legends. Yeah. Of course. So, like, you know, we, we make them into make industry them. legends. Uh, here we've got though we've got the founder of one of the one one life left's only joke <laughs> it's the guy that did it originally it's david mccarthy wow, welcome david hello so <laughs> pleased to see you can you hear me <laughs> can I hear you? <laughs> thanks for coming on why you, I, um, so first of all uh, you've only appeared on the show in sort of pre-recorded format haven't you that's right um i think so it's, it's, you really are a pleasure on the eyes this evening to have you in the studio. <laughs> and you've flown in especially. 
Yeah, especially for Pocket Game Connect, <laughs> not especially for this show, just to be clear. OK, um, yeah. we'll, we'll take what we can. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, David invented the 7 out of 10 joke. I mean, it's not a joke. It's literally our scoring system. Okay. Um, but it's a rigorous one, and it's been <laughs> intact for nearly, nearly 10, ten years. years. So nearly well done, David. Years. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, uh, so it's been... When was the last time that we, that we collectively hung out together? I can't remember, but probably something major happened. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, well, uh, uh, very pleased you're here. We're going to be talking about your, your new life in Japan. We are, and we're not talking about the new game that I've got to promote okay because there's a specific early, you're not allowed to talk you're about not it. allowed to talk about don't it. ask me about um, that absolutely game. we are <clears throat> highly skilled at getting exclusives out of people right. like what color is it i'm not going to say anything about the game that i've got to promote that's coming out later this year <laughs> okay. everybody stay tuned okay <laughs> well before we get round to grilling david mccarthy which is something i've long fantasized about <laughs> here's Anne's news Seven oh four on Monday, the eighteenth of January. I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. Alton Towers has announced the world's first VR roller coaster. The UK-based theme park will open Galactica in April. The three-minute ride will set passengers on a rocket launch and a trip into space. Uh, mind manipulatist Darren Brown has also announced his plans to open a ghost train ride with VR elements at another UK-based theme park, Thorpe Park. Rumor has it both rides will involve sitting in a chair, putting on a headset, and some, someone shaking you around for a bit. Simon, you're our VR expert. VR expert. VR expert. And you must have been on a few roller coasters in your time. Yeah, one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was excited about this, and um, the Darren Barron news only came out this afternoon, so yeah. well done on squeezing that in, Anne. I well, know. it's been known that he's going to be doing something for a while, right, in, in roller coaster Has land. He? Yeah, yeah, because well, he did that. Darren Brown subreddits? No, he did that No, it's creepy... on the roller coaster subreddits. Uh, yeah, roller coaster subreddits. He did that creepy twin thing around London. He had some creepy twins walking around. I mean, did he? I yeah, don't yeah. Know. I'm not saying twins are creepy. Okay. These were were creepy it's twins. Um, yeah, so he's doing a ghost train. So, do you think that when you get on the ghost train, and put the VR on, that that, that people will just disappear, like leave you sat there, like, <laughs> like Simon Parkin? <laughs> Yeah, probably. That's a One Life Left exclusive joke. Our lawyers are watching. Are but watching. if you want to see our VR joke, you can find it on, uh, I don't know, it's on the internet. VR Just Soul. search for okay. One Life Left's best VR. Oh, that's good. <laughs> You've got that, haven't you? I do. I registered vrsoul.co.uk specifically for the joke of VR Soul. <laughs> yeah. And I, I only said VR Soul uh, yeah. Ofcom. It's biology. It is, <laughs> it is biology. Is VR big in Japan, David? Um, I don't know. My wife doesn't let me do things or buy things <laughs> okay. or read things. Right. But wouldn't it be nice to, ex- to escape to a virtual world where your wife would let you do that sort of stuff? Possibly. Can you drink alcohol in VR? We could try it, mm. I guess. Um, any, so how are they going to fasten the, the VR headsets to you on the, on the roller coaster? Li- oh, like, they haven't said that. That's not important to them. I mean, Remember, how do, how they... do you think they're going to do it? Creepy straps. Creepy, creepy twins. twins. <laughs> Glue. Right. Like, there's loads of fascinating Nails. Ways. Nails. <laughs> that would be creepy. I just feel like this could be really, really good for queuing times. You just have to sit down in one chair all day. They just put different different stuff through your headset. But that's not how this works, right? This is you getting on an actual roller coaster and wearing a VR headset at the same time, unless I've misunderstood it. Can we get to the press launch of this? 
In this, the year of VR, we should yes. be there. And we have we? launched this as the year of VR. Right, that's I mean, you, our TM. Simon, you are domain owner of VRSoul.com. <laughs> Let's set that blog up and get invited to all the VR. No, I have. I, yeah, it's, it's ready to go. Like well, the, the only thing that's stopping me from doing it is the effort it would take me to do it. <laughs> Omicron, the Nomad Soul, the game David Bowie starred in, is free this week. The 1999 David Cage sci-fi adventure will be available at no cost until the 22nd of January to commemorate David Bowie's death last week. In the game, Bowie heads a band called The Dreamers and performs a number of songs written for the game. It's available for players in Europe from Square Enix's online store. So this is good news. Excellent work, Square yep. Enix. Uh, have you played Omicron? I did. I played it back in the day. Mm, what do you think? Enjoyed. Well, I, I mean, that's where David Cage started, wasn't it? Wow. Sort of. Um, yeah, uh, I remember quite enjoying it. I, think. I, I recall it as a game whose ambition outstripped its implementation. It was on Dreamcast as well, wasn't it, of course? Maybe, yes. Six million players. David. Are you a David Kaj fan? No, absolutely the opposite. <laughs> okay. I really so, don't like... I mean, I, I don't know him, so I can't vouch for him as a person, but I don't like any of the games he's made. <laughs> Does that include Omicron? I haven't played it, but I prob- would probably hate it. <laughs> Did you not like uh, Fahrenheit? No. <laughs> Heavy Rain? No. Beyond Two Souls? Don't know, but probably no. <laughs> Still, it's, I mean, I'm sure you'll agree, uh, David, it's a magnanimous gesture, right? What, to cash in on somebody's death? <laughs> no, literally no cash, it's free. <laughs> to not cash in on somebody's death. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, you, you, uh, you, I, I was impressed with, how, with your sombre tone Thank there, by you. the way, as well. Were you tempted to put a joke at the end of it? No, you never <laughs> joke around the passing of someone who's been loved by many. David Cage. Doom co-creator John Romero has released his first new Doom level in 21 years. Using hip new publishing tools Twitter and Dropbox, he referred to the new stage Tech Gone Bad as a warm-up. It's designed as a single-player co-op and deathmatch. The level description explains, After exiting the computer station, you knew the worst was up ahead. You still hadn't reached the place where the demons were coming from. Now it's time to find the portal and stop the demons from coming through. You sort of hope after 21 years, wait, that's a really, really good game. So this is for the original Doom? Yeah. It's a .wad file, playable on all systems, or how do we do we know how you're it's meant to consume this level? whatever you can get level? through Dropbox. Okay. <laughs> what platform is that on? Do we know what, yeah, what, what can you get through Dropbox? I think, I think that's PlayStation 4. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. Dropbox. Yeah. Why, so why has he done this? Presumably he's, got, he's going to have something else coming out soon, right? So cynical. Mm-hmm. Probably cashing in. <laughs> um, he asked because there's a new Doom coming, isn't there? Oh, a new one. Yeah, and this isn't part of the. No, new one, but right? I think he's been showing uh, to John Carmack. Wait, what? There is a new Doom coming. Surely. Yeah, but he's nothing to do with new Doom, is he? Is he? Remember? New Doom. That's a good Mario song. New Doom. Is it to what song? New Doom, like Blue, Blue Moon, Moon, right? Yeah, it works. Yeah, well done. Thanks. Yeah, it basically, writes itself at this point. Um, so Carmack or Romero? Who are we talking about? Carmack. Here? So, is it Romero did this one? Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember at the beginning of the story? Where Carmack's yeah, off. Was... Carmack's. I think doing Oculus. Well, that, that's. Yeah, that's I, I just. I, sorry. I just. What's going on? Because uh, you can you can sideload Doom um, onto the Gear VR. Okay. And, uh, I just assume. What was it? Even Quake? I don't know. They're <sighs> getting confused. <laughs> They're all the same, aren't they? We're one life left. Well, Britain's premier video game radio show. Got right. Why, so why did John Romero do this, then? Well, that's the question, isn't it? He's probably bringing something else out. Okay. 
But can, can I just say, I've got a slight joke about this. Okay, <laughs> good. Um, it is that if you put that description as a text file, it's probably a bigger file than the game itself. That's a great joke. Do, do, do you think the, you, the, the listeners got it? Do the next. <laughs> Activision is being sued over the likeness of one of the characters in Call of Duty Black Ops 2. The children of Angolian rebel leader Jonas Zavimba claim that he is portrayed in the game as a barbarian and a big halfwit who wants to kill everybody. He appears during the Pyrrhic victory level and encourages the troops to kill as many opponents as possible. Activision has disagreed with the suit and has said that its, a, its portrayal of him shows him as a good guy. A good guy waving a grenade launcher around, like all good guys do. A big halfwit. That was their lawyer said. Yeah, it shows him as a big halfwit. Actually, surely a big halfwit is a full wit. Mm. Yeah, interesting. They don't know the maths. It might be a three quarters wit. It could be. We don't know at this point. Like the multiplier. Um, Loads of people sue Activision for being represented in Call of Duty, don't they? Because they've got loads of money. Right? Uh, Are we in it? Well, you sort of want that, don't you? That's what's going to end. Would you be like a normal halfwit or a big halfwit? What would you prefer? A small halfwit. Okay, switch. Switch. So, is is there any merit in this case? We were just drinking with One Life Left's lawyer. And we're not allowed to talk about that, though. You said we're not allowed to mention that on air. Drinking lemonade. Drinking lemonade, that's fine. (laughs) Do I need to do a breathalyzer? (laughs) I, I think it'd be okay. We were just we were just enjoying a drink of lemonade with One Life Left's lawyer. Okay. Uh, we could have asked him about this. Still yeah. could, I suppose. Yeah. Um, well, we are going back to see him to, to drink some more lemonade, aren't we? The pocket game. We are. We party are going to do it. The pocket we, game we're not playing. Heavy metal party that we're not playing because Networking. apparently it didn't fit with their theme this year. Uh, so, yeah, any merit in this, Anne? Uh, no, it seems unlikely. The last time this happened was with a pan- an ex-Panama dictator yep. and mm-hmm. uh, it just got thrown out. Really? Everyone was like, Straight away. nah, okay. nah, this is, nah. Okay, good. Uh, so, but it's still made number, story number three? Four. Four God, in your we've news. We've been really paying attention, aren't yeah. we? Do you remember that one about John Carmack? Fairly <laughs> <laughs> a story, more, more hearsay. <laughs> like, uh, so, so, oh, I see, this is the point in the news where we bring it down before we pull it back up for yeah. the start. Okay, this good. This is it. This is it, Steve. And finally, we all get annoyed when our game services go down, but no one gets more annoyed than Snoop Dogg. The rapper who has experience of making world-class games with superstar developers went all sweary on Instagram when Xbox Live went down on Wednesday. In his frustrated video, he called on Bill Gates to get his bleep together. Otherwise, he was going to switch to PlayStation. Since the Xbox Live has been fixed and there's been no PS4 unboxing video from Mr. Dogg, it shows that this time at least his bark was worse than his bite. Mr. Dogg. Mr. Dog. <laughs> I've seen what happens when you get on the wrong side of him. Mm. Uh, so, uh, celebrity getting angry at video game software. I suppose it's popular. It's enough to be an and finally. Oh, yeah. Well done. Uh, I don't have an Xbox, so I can't tell you how that... You, so what you're saying is that you're not inconvenienced like Mr. Dog. <laughs> not so. But I'm all right, Jack. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Network was fine for ages. But if the, uh, if the PlayStation Network went down, would you be like... That's it. You can take straight, straight to, to Twitter. Instagram. Oh. <laughs> I'd be on Bebo <laughs> in a heartbeat. Uh, don't try and go on Friends Reunited because that's shutting down. Is it? That'll be like shouting into the void. Is it shutting down? Yeah. Has it shut down? Big story today. It's shutting down. Is Wait, it actually? Yeah, it's actually shutting down. When? Right. I don't know. Tuesday? Today. 
So we've still got, there's still time. <laughs> right, wow. Okay, good. Um, well, I'm glad everything worked out for Snoop. That's Do you remember when Friends Reunited were going to rival Facebook with their game service and all of that sort Do of stuff? Do you remember, remember that? that? ITV bought them, didn't they? And then they were sold on to someone else. I Jeans think. Reunited. They went Jeans to. Reunited. Yeah, good. I mean, it's a solid news section. Well David? Done. Yes. Uh, did you enjoy it? <laughs> yes. Good. Thanks, Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a show about video games and so far we have covered video games perfectly. Uh, Yeah, flawless, I think. Flawless. (laughs) Hashtag flawless. Exactly. Uh, What have we got coming up later? We've got local news uh, with Sega Badawi. That'd be excellent. We've got more brilliant music like this. This is Bit Nights called Tanoshi. It's from uh, chipmusic.org. You can find all of our brilliant music there. Good use of stereo, I thought. Really? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think Dan Marshall will be looking to his left and looking to his right, <laughs> wondering what's going Dodging on. traffic. Exactly. Just to explain, David, uh, Dan, Dan Marshall uh, jogs to One Life Left. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, it is yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. He can work out to One Life Left in all kinds of ways. We can control his pace. That is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, is, it is good. Um, and we will have letters, we'll have news and reviews. Will we have letters, Simon? We've had two letters in so far. Well uh, we've been really busy In today. the last hour. Yeah, so um, you've still got sort of ten minutes or so to get those letters in. Mm. Um, we'll be giving a prize away to the best le- letter. That, yes. Yeah, we will do. That that, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll be one of uh, digital publishing's <laughs> <laughs> uh, games. Who knows? Maybe we could give away one of yours, David. I don't want to talk about that. So, David, tell us, uh, you live in Japan at the moment. I do, yes. Uh, we first met when you were living in Bath. I was living in Bath, yes. First time I came round your flat, um, you, <laughs> you were sleeping on the floor, weren't you? Because your That's parents right. had given you money for a bed. Yeah. But instead you decided to... Spend it on an import GameCube, yeah. <laughs> How did that work out? <laughs> it worked out pretty well. <laughs> I got to play on my import GameCube. <laughs> um, so, we, so we all met when uh, you were working on Edge and Steve was on Edge and yeah. uh, Anne was just... Uh, you weren't A born child. then, were you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you've, uh, you started off as, as... So you started your career in the games industry on Edge? On Edge magazine, yes. How was uh, that for you? That was fine. I wrote about games. Um... And slept on the floor <laughs> and played video games at home. Living the dream. Yeah, of course, that was the era of uh, Samba de 
Amigo. Did he go, yeah. mm. Monkey Bowling. Right. Um, the Dreamcast. God, I imagine. Fancy yeah. Star Online. Fancy Star Online. I remember like some sort of heroin addict getting my <laughs> getting my keyboard and plugging my Dreamcast into the uh, phone line downstairs. Right. Where is your Dreamcast keyboard now? It is underneath my bed at home in Hillerickey. <laughs> You've got a bed? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I will be selling it off at some point later this year, actually, so <laughs> okay. people uh, keep a keen eye on eBay. <laughs> um, what year did you leave Edge? Probably about 2002, 2003, I think. Is it that long ago? Yeah. Mm. Uh, you went from Edge to Rockstar? Rockstar Games, that's... where I went, met my now wife, who okay. wasn't my wife at the time. Right, how was that? It was all right. We eventually got married. <laughs> that was the end game, was it? Yeah. And then in order to learn Japanese, I moved to Japan. Right. Um, uh, so you're now at Cybird? I'm at a company called Cybird, yeah. What and do they do? So Cybird was, uh, has been around for quite a while. It started out making kind of online content, etc. And then in the era of feature phone games in Japan, which was quite a big thing over there, not so much over here, but they specialised in making romance games for girls. Right. Um, basically, choose your own adventure, um, trying to date slightly elfin-looking men. Right. Um, and now they have a soccer game. Right. And the soccer game does reasonably well. And later this year, we'll be releasing a new game, which I don't <laughs> want to talk about. What, um, what, is a, what is a feature phone? A feature phone is basically a, not a smartphone. Okay. Yeah. So what, a phone? A phone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, that was, that was written in, like, like, like the old Java it games? like or? a kind of HTML kind of coding. Okay. And so, like, a lot of those games were, were very kind of simple. Um, again, like I say, like, the, the, the romance games were, were like, choose your own adventures. You basically chat to men and try and choose the right conversational response to make them like you a bit more. Right. It's a lot like life, really. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> actually, no. <laughs> okay, that's um, so, uh, having sort of started your your games dev career in Rockstar and then ending up at Cyberg, so uh, it's very different types of games now, aren't they? But is that indicative of sort of where where games are going? Uh, I don't know. I mean, in, in Japan, obviously, like the, I mean, I think there's been a slight kind of kerfuffle in the media over here. I think Simon, in fact, wrote um, an article Parkin. about it in the New Yorker. Okay. And slightly misquoted me, but I won't hold it against him. <laughs> um, I will hold it against him. Right. Um, yeah, like a lot of the big com- the big kind of major publishers over there have obviously transitioned quite aggressively into smartphone games, um, which, I mean, I just, I guess worldwide, like the, the cost of making big AAA titles these days is quite prohibitive. The risks uh-huh. are prohibitive. Is it, am I supposed to be saying something funny at this point? Because I feel like I'm saying something serious. <laughs> well, I, th- I, th- I think it was a serious question, so, okay. you know, okay. we sort of get right, to David. Yeah. We, we mix it up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously everybody's kind of fascinated by VR and, and wearables as well over there. So um, those are kind of two areas that people are expanding into. But, I mean, the smartphone market is still, although it's quite a tough market now, like much tougher than when it was just emerging. Okay. Um, people are still obviously making, you know, money, entertaining their players sometimes called users um yeah are you personally <coughs> expanding into wearables i'm expanding slightly but every so often i go on a diet and try to do the opposite of simon's expand. quite into wearables <coughs> uh, i'm, very, I'm wearing wear one now yeah is that right where yeah, else can you wear a wearable uh, on your eyes yeah on your eyes oh, I, where, I, I where brought one? a wearable one to your i've got flat. unconnected wearables on yeah. right now mm-hmm. 
Mm. You do. Uh, do. Do we think VR is going to be big in Japan? I mean, there's a lot of people looking into it. A lot of developers are enthusiastic about developing for it. I can't imagine it being big anywhere. Like, why would you want to put something like that on your head? Because right. it's amazing. Okay, <laughs> I'll give it a go. <laughs> uh, you're the football game that you currently do in Japan. Then, so what? What? What makes that? different what makes it special it, it's if you look at it it's ostensibly like a, a football management game but to actually play it, it's a slightly different experience because it, it's modeled on those old feature phone like the, all of the smartphone games in japan now have quite a kind of similar core game cycle that has emerged out of that feature phone game and i think at its core like you basically collect players like if you were making a dungeon game you collect like dungeoneers right and then you know you try and get rare ones and then you level them up and then you go dungeon exploring and you know things so in our soccer game you collect players and you put them into your team and you level them up and you you take on other players at football uh, and um, you have you, you have regular player events and stuff like that. Every other yeah, we year? do a lot of kind of types as well, and, and like we do a lot of ty- like officially licensed types with you know soccer clubs. But we do kind of more like kind of slightly left of centre ones as well, like with Gremlins. <laughs> For April Fool, we did a tie up with uh, Hentai Kamen Man, who's like kind of guy who wears knickers on his head. Okay, um, <laughs> joke. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So yeah. You know, very. I guess you know, like quite Japanese kind of take on on soccer. Of course. When are you going to be ready to talk about your next game? Not right now. Don't ask me about it anymore. I'll get furious. Okay. <laughs> uh, Don't say anything about the game that I will want to promote to your listeners at some point okay. in the near future. Well, we are actually having official business meetings about how we're going to do that, aren't we? Yeah. Sort of yeah. We're doing um, business. So that aside, then work aside, how is life in Japan? Yeah, it's good. I'm, I don't want to talk about the game that I'm <laughs> promoting. I just want to make that clear. Okay. Yeah, no, life is in Japan is fantastic. I mean, it, it must be because really, uh, you're able to talk because you're able to play the game that you will be promoting. You must yeah. be really enjoying it. Exactly, it's really good fun. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't ask me about it anymore, though, please. Uh, don't ask me about that game. Okay. Uh, yeah. So aside from that, uh, that's doing really well in Japan. Like, yeah. what, what are the trends? Because uh, uh, it used to be a source of, in, of fascination over here. What was going on uh, in Japan, Tokyo, in particular? Is is there anything that we should be looking out for that will yeah it's difficult because I, like i think like obviously yeah as you say like for years like japan's tr- like video game trends would eventually be kind of exported out outside i don't know if that's kind of true anymore like i think um but also like maybe it's just difficult because there are so many like the video game culture over it, over there is just so much more complicated and vast and broad that like there are so many trends over there that, that won't come over here and then there might be trends over there that like seem relatively minor but then kind of become big when they when they go overseas i mean like if you go into the stores over there there's a whole like kind of tier of games that you would just never have heard of like you know like kind of light novels for example that are basically illustrated choose your own adventure games and those still have got a healthy following and stuff so loads on the vita i spotted when i was over there yeah and i mean in fact like that's that's one of the big key differences the vita over there is still a viable platform which i understand from jonathan today is not the case (laughs) outside of japan right yeah you know there's there's a lot of kind of particularities about the, the japanese video game industry but it's difficult to tell how like at what point the two you know the western and the, and the japanese markets might converge again or whatever are there any other trends that you know you see over there that you think probably won't make it over here without the help of for example um the nation's favorite video game radio show we could promote claim responsibility for and perhaps take a percentage cut off maybe uh 
let's not talk about soccer games. Um, let's talk about romance games. Romance games. Well, romance games like, like have carved out kind of a niche in America actually unexpectedly. Yeah, we're but, seeing um, we're seeing more of them. At, uh, you know, Hatful Boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, had some success here uh, yeah, didn't yeah. It? Um, uh, you know and it's difficult to tell what's doing well these days and what's <laughs> we've heard of it yeah. uh, you know anything else that may- maybe we could localise something uh, I, I mean I think like the big trends over there are just smartphone games being totally different okay. basically so we need to make a different smartphone yeah. game. Are there any games that have made it big over there how, many, so how are things like Candy Crush I, doing I mean yeah like the, the kind of top 10 grossing kind of charts are relatively similar you know Game of War Candy Crush like they're all kind of they've all done well over there as well but um, yeah like it feels like the market's kind of short up yeah so Anne and I have been playing a a Japanese game haven't we a lot recently well when you said about so you collect the players or your dungeoners Mm. or whatever and then and then they level up once you've collected some of them so I'm obviously uh, we're playing Nikotsumi at the minute Um, playing what yeah exactly it's a cat game (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, my friend's a big fan of that, actually. Yeah, uh, so I've been collecting a lot of the cats, and I'm three away from getting all of the cats. Right. And I'm really excited about, hopefully now, maybe they'll level up, and if they don't, why did you tell me that they might? Um, they will level up, trust they me. They will, okay. <laughs> once you've got all of them. Got the trends. Yeah, once yeah. you've got all of them. Um, the thing that struck me today at Pocket Gamer was I was talking to a lot of people who were uh, pitching their games and stuff, and I would say... 60% of the pitches started with it's like Clash of Clans but with yeah is that I, that, I think that's about 90% of games on, I, on smartphones put cats in it <laughs> put cats in but it. surely yeah. that's not sustainable in the same way well, as, exactly. as, as 10 years ago every pitch that I used to hear at, at the similar conferences were it's like Mafia Wars you know plus but skinned with something else that, those never took off you still only had mafia wars you still only had farmville when that was the thing that's being reskinned um these things i guess can make a you know a small percentage of the initial thing but they're not pitchable games surely that's not a sustainable no i yeah I'd, I'd certainly certainly hope not it's yeah. so i guess you have to look for something else like you have to look to take some of that dynamic and put it in a different arena for example football football yeah, uh, the I, big fo- I, I don't the want to talk about the game of I, course I, on that subject <coughs> um one life left i'm not sure if you're aware is a radio show but it's also a podcast at some point um I'll, I'll talk to our podcast. Uh, I'll talk to our podcast manager, our caretaker, and as a courtesy to you, I will get him to strip out all uh, mentions of the brilliant, game. Uh, but I'm going to need to know what the game is called in order to so do, that. do that. Yeah. Brilliant. I won't tell you. Okay. <laughs> That makes sense. Good. Well, looking forward to hearing more about it, David. Excellent. Are you going to come? Are you going to come back over? Yeah, I hope so to promote the game. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. The criminal Pokemon and Puffinberry drug lord, who recently broke out of Pokemon prison, is back behind bars. El Ditto keeps escaping, but the police, led by Officer Jenny, always managed to recapture him. This time, Officer Jenny had a lead that the famous acting Pokemon, Sean Lampent, would be interviewing El Ditto for Rolling Cubone magazine and followed Lampent as he made his way around Viridian City. In the end, the police believed they had the room surrounded, but when they went in, El Ditto had escaped through a door behind a bookcase. However, as El Ditto's trainer hadn't unlocked the bicycle or the roller skates, he couldn't move fast enough and was easily caught by Officer Jenny. 
Perhaps he should have tried to get on a bus instead. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Letters. Thanks for all your letters this week. All right. of them. All of them. All of them. All Sorry, of them. By, all of them. Both of them. Both of them. Two of them. We've been busy today at Pocket Gamer Connects, but listening to pitches about it's like clashing clans, but with. We assumed we could trust you, you know, because yeah, it's not. only like we've been doing this for ten years. Apparently not. Uh, apparently not. But thank you so much to Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart, best friend of the show. What's he got to say? Chris Stewart says hi, team, and super special guests. I was looking at some of the games on my phone with microtransactions and realised it's possible to pay a lot of money. I also know there are console games where you pull you pull full <laughs> you pay full whack for that also have microtransactions that can cost more than the game itself. As such, I bring you a question to ponder. When does a microtransaction stop being micro? And when will we stop kidding ourselves? Love and kisses, Chris Stewart. It's a great question, isn't it? Yeah, has anyone referred to them as macro transactions yet? Or just transactions? Yeah, uh, no. No. No is the answer. That's yours. All right. That's yours. I'm going to start charging people... Transactions. £50 in-game, just call it a transaction. Mega transactions. Yeah. Mega transactions. How much, how much have you spent on the cat game? Zero. Zero. Nothing zero, as well? Zero, right, zero, okay. zero. What's the most you've spent on a mobile game? Oh, gosh. You were into a, a microtransaction game a while ago. A card game, weren't you? It was, yeah. Uh, God, I forget what it was called. <laughs> So long, it just goes to show, doesn't it? So, uh, you know, a microtransaction, 79p, is that micro, Simon? I forgot who Steve Davis was the other day, so... (laughs) (laughs) It's it's no surprise that things are slipping away from me. Is Um, uh, £1.50 a microtransaction? Yes. Is £3 a microtransaction? No. Right, so it's somewhere between £1.50. Somewhere between. I'm not going to go into exactly where that is. uh, Why is a developer? You could use this. I'm not a developer, I'm a publisher. David, uh, what's the most you've spent on... uh... My wife doesn't let me spend any money. Right, Okay. so what's the most you've spent? (laughs) Although I did have a cheeky go on one of our own games, actually. You make a game called... uh... Meitante Conan, which is based on a manga of the same name. Okay. And I had a cheeky, cheeky. Five, 500 yen. You probably claim that back on expenses, can you? <laughs> Sadly, no. <laughs> Does she listen to One Life Left? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, we also got another letter, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, hello, team. Hello, SSG. I'm still a week behind. I've spent the week catching up on replays from Awesome Games Done Quick, the charity speedrunning marathon that raised $1.2 million for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. It seems that all the standout runs from this year's AGDQ were about the uh, were about adding arbitrary difficulty. There were two players, one controller runs of Mario Kart 64 and Super Metroid, and reverse boss order runs of Super Metroid and Zelda: A Link to the Past. Really, Ganon first. Uh, what is the most ludicrous gaming feat you've seen attempted? Pip pip, Robert Wells. Hmm. Okay. How did they do that then with the reverse boss stuff? Glitches. Is it? It's always glitches, glitches isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. David, a speed runs a thing in Japan. Possibly. Okay. Good. So your wife won't let you watch them. <laughs> no. <laughs> so or talk about them. So uh, don't ask. ask I'm not sure if this falls into that category. But Martin Hollis this week. Martin Hollis, we you yeah, know best friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, Martin Hollis, a man who made. Goldeneye on his own, as I understand yeah, it, yeah, exactly. single-handedly yeah. carved it from a block of stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Hollis was going on about how he he completed Thrust. 
Do you remember right, Thrust? I saw you, ch- well, I saw you chatting about so this. Do you remember Thrust, David? The BBC no. micro game? <laughs> Never had a BBC <laughs> it's micro. It's very, very hard. It's a game so difficult that you completed six levels and then the next levels took place in reverse reverse gravity. Unbelievable. So I turned my uh, monitor upside right, down exactly. to do that. Still couldn't do it. Hollis reckons he's done it all. Back does. to front. 24 levels, including the invisible ones. <laughs> he's <laughs> done the levels that are invisible. Right, yeah. No, apparently... apparently Don't need it. Apparently it's a little bit more difficult with the emulator because the caps lock is in the okay, wrong place. Yeah. Also, his dad works at Nintendo, presumably. <laughs> yes. um, did you see that they... Um, uh, someone's remade uh, Goldeneye in the Unreal Engine. I did see that. Yeah. Someone said they something, should publish it? it for real or something. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, gaming feats. Weird gaming feats. Difficult uh, so gaming feats. You know, I don't think I've done any myself, though. That's well, games are hard enough, right? I got really drunk once and played Baldur's Gate for a whole evening and yeah. then tried to work out what was going on the next time <laughs> I loaded the game. Did you work out what was going on? No. So that wasn't really a feat. It was more of an unfeat. But the question was, what feats have you seen attempted? Uh, and that true. was attempted. attempted was right. attempted. Yeah. Yeah. You attempted. Attempted, good. not achieved. Okay, good work. Well, there we go. That's it for the last section. Yeah, thanks very much for that. Uh, do email us. I mean, really do. To team at onelifeleft.com. Thank you. Um, much yeah, to let's ask, not leave until Monday. What's everybody doing next Monday during the day? During the day. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll, all work, we'll be working we'll hard. Be working, working hard. Really hard. Really loads hard. Nose to the grindstone <laughs> again. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll look up from publishing games and just very briefly, I'll I'll find the time to say, type into Twitter, please. Can you email us and then get straight back to it? I'll glance at Twitter. Thomas Watts alone won't sell itself, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> God, keep really on kind of kind of well aware. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point of One Life Left, still on Resonance 104.4 FM, which is now available in digital, of course. course. Uh, Resonance FM's annual fundraiser runs from February 13th to 21st. It features nine days of live events, a spectacular online auction, so a whole host of special broadcasts. Resonance relies on what, Simon? Listener uh, support. That's it. Good. I was going to say contribution, and then you held, it, you held the official wording up at me. And so what should people do, Scanters? Help us make more amazing programming by heading to resonance.fm to make a contribution. Now say it like you mean it. Just give us some money, all right? Better. Very, very good. Uh, this is uh, Death from a Billy. It's called Black Nails. Black Nails. 
So for the sake of ethics, I think um, we should uh, we should explain actually the relationship of some of the people in the studio here. Not that one, Andrew. Don't worry about red that. lines <laughs> between <laughs> us. Yeah. Uh, me, David, and Steve used to hang around a long time ago um, long time. when we were all together. We were young, <laughs> full of optimism and fun. We were pi- digital pioneers. You remember the blog we used to have? Anything was possible back oh, then. Wasn't such it? fun. Anything was possible. Uh, we invented crowdfunding. We invented crowdfunding. crowdfunding. <laughs> um, we did. Uh, you did YouTubing. You too. She did YouTubing. YouTube was popular yeah. with Cat, 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 um, David almost got blown up yep. for the sake of uh, readership. And so we're, kind of you, What I'm trying to say is that we were f- firm, f- like we were still are firm friends, just don't get to see each other collectively as often as we would like. Um, uh, but with uh, Steve and I were David's best men at his wedding. That's true. <laughs> and I've just had a flashback to that because Seno, who's in the studio, um, who has been documenting the show for the Jap to take the, the, to take the recording back, um, has stopped filming. <laughs> just like... The videographer at David's wedding <laughs> stopped filming mine and Steve's yeah. best man speech. Yeah, to, in defence of the videographer at my wedding, he actually ran out of I think that's space convenient. on his video. That's a story in itself. It? <laughs> I think because the speeches went on for a little bit too long, which, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't your fault. It must have been my dad's fault, it but it felt, was your fault. It certainly felt like our fault. Like so, our fault. Jonathan Smith, who you referenced earlier... Um, he encouraged Steve and I to make use of a projector that he would supply, and like, he was very much our mentor. He like he at the was, time he was he was like he gathered us together. Do you remember that we couldn't understand why he was hanging out with us? Yeah, um, because he was so much better than we were. And he encouraged Steve and I to experiment with a projector. And all and I one of my memories from that speech is looking up at Jonathan Smith, who was leaning against a wall, arms Half folded, spoiled. shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes. I think part of the problem also is that. The the venue that we chose, we asked them to give us, lo- give us loads of wine, and the next day they told us we managed to save you a bunch of money by n- not giving any wine out. <laughs> and so basically, everybody by the, by the point that you got up to speak, everybody was a little bit tense. Yeah. The other day, uh, one of our friends of the show uh, asked me to give a speech at her wedding. Right. And I said, "Didn't you hear?" Yeah. And I explained what happened, and the offer was rescinded. Quite right good, as well. Good thing. Good thing. <laughs> Good, good job, whoever that was. It was a privilege, good. David. <laughs> um, glad to hear it's going so well as well. You know that you're enjoying a happy time over there. So, yeah. So, uh, One Life Left does construct successful events as well, one of which is Mariaki. We'll be yep. doing that Friday. on Friday. We're very, very excited about that. Although, you won't be there, Simon. I won't, no. Uh, nor will you be there on Saturday. Oh, yeah. What's happening on Saturday, Anne? We're getting on an aeroplane. Yep. Then? We're going to Zurich. And then we're doing Marioki. Which is super, super, super exciting. Soon we'll be doing Marioki in San Francisco as well. If you mm-hmm. want to book Marioki for your event, you can do that by emailing team at onelifelift.com. Is that or the right sing one? Marioki.com oh, yeah. as well. That's all very, very exciting. Uh, any other business concerning Marioki? I think that's it. Good. That's good as well. Turn up. <laughs> Turn up. Cool. Uh, David, you're going to be down Friday, aren't you? Of course. So I will be, yes. You've got any uh, any uh, particular specialities? Karaoke. I've got many specialities. Can you give the main f- one? Give is us a flavour. My voice of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, we'll have uh, one more piece of music and then we'll be back with the reviews.
This is Bitrash Riot, Children's... Try that again. This is Bitrash Riot and Children Shall Lead. I was worried about reading the title of Bitrash Riot. Look, look what it says, 14. How do you read that? Four... No. It's just numbers. It's just numbers. Because, you know... It's one of the kids. That's how they write English these days. Worked it out. Bit rash riot, and then blew the children shall lead part. David, how is the chiptune scene in Japan? Don't ask me. My wife won't let me listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, good. Uh, I hear it's pretty good. Anyway, this is uh, from chipmusic.org, as all of our music today is. Uh, okay, shall I get on with the review section? Are you are you going to get on with I the mean, review section? I mean, I can section? do. I'll have to dig out the reviews theme. One second. Ready? Go. I haven't been playing anything this week. I, I've been playing what I, was, what I can't stop playing. I'm still playing it's Battlefront. I'm level 33 on Battlefront are you? currently. Yeah, How I've, many levels I've are I've never there? been level 33 anything. Not even in... Ma- oh, not, even in year, not even in years I've lived. <laughs> but I think it's the only thing I'm beating it in. Yeah, how many Actually, levels does it go up to? It goes to? up to 50, at which point you can get the Dark Stormtrooper suit. Whoa, and then what from there? And that's there? very beneficial on Endor. Well, we're not sure. Are you going to keep going? Are you going to get to 50? I'm definitely going to get to 50. Um, obviously, I'm, uh, I'm, my wife is helping. She's playing on my profile. Yeah. As is my son. Yeah. Um, They're all playing on your profile. Which we're all working together so as a family. Is that a, a breach of the user terms and conditions? It, 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 it is, but I'm hoping to stay... I hope they're not listening to the show. I'm sure that they've... Oh, yeah, that's right. No, the I think family it's fine. that plays together... Gets a Dark Stormtrooper outfit together. <laughs> that it's, is yeah, how that goes. Just brilliant. I, last night I played four games. Um, I came fourth in one game, third in another, t- first in the other two, and... Well done. I, no, on yeah. I've take actually the the um, secret is to um, take time out of supremacy. Yeah. Cut, like maybe five minutes in, hop into a spaceship. Yeah. Um, and start to, uh, take a few others out. You get loads more points for it. So even at the end of the game, uh, you haven't killed as many people as the as the as some of those at the top of the charts. You get more points. So is it all about all about killing people? It's just about having fun, man. Which is you know, <laughs> and sure, if that to you is killing people in a in a fictional universe, then. So be it. You're going to be in a Call of Duty game soon, aren't you? No, I don't Your think I know. Um, I, I mentioned last week the reason why Battlefront is so good is just the way it's just just encouraging you to have fun. It, like, it doesn't matter when you die. It doesn't matter if yeah, it's good. Seven I've out of ten. I've remembered good. a game I played. Okay. So there we go. Okay. Um, I've been playing Rick and Morty. Oh. Pocket Morty. I've seen a lot of people r- raving about this. Pocket Morty's. Yeah, I saw a lot of people raving about it as well, which is why I picked it up. Uh, it's Adult Swim Games thing, and I've forgotten the name of the developer, but apparently they're excellent too. I was a bit disappointed. I mean, the game is uh, so the game is a pastiche of Pokemon. What are you doing? That's should, my iPad. Should I guess your password. One, two, three, four. You've okay. got to use your thumb. Batman. If your thumb is the same as mine, then it will work. Didn't you do that on the Triforce? There you go. All right, so Simon's in my iPad now. Uh, so, uh, Pocket Morty's is a pastiche of Pokemon. It's quite clever, right? Pocket Morty. What did you just tell Simon to do? Nothing. Do, do the review stage. Don't worry about this. Concentrate. And it's really brilliantly executed. And the idea is that you go to different dimensions and you pick up different types of Mortys and you fight them against each other. The problem is Rick and Morty is such a brilliant show and so dependent on the dialogue and I just didn't get it. It felt... 
really, really poorly scripted to me. And maybe I was in a bad mood or something. I don't think I was, but I just didn't feel the dialogue. Script writing is so important to games like this, and it didn't feel in keeping with the show. So I was, I was just trying to find it on your on your ten. iPad. That's all. I was trying to have a quick look. Well, at it. I deleted it, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, so it's no longer there. Cool. Uh, so yeah, it's it's you know it's a clever idea. It's a one note joke, but so is one life left. You know, we've run that for ten years. There's no reason why this shouldn't work as well. Unfortunately for me, it didn't uh, because of the dialogue. It's Seven out of ten. Uh, so I yesterday was playing some VRs. Playing some VRs, weren't you? Yeah. It was brilliant. Uh, so Simon came over with his uh, Gear VR headset. Mm. Just stuck his phone in it. You don't even need a thing. You just need the headset, your standard Android phone. Stick it in. It has to be. A sp- it's a specific Android. Your phone. specific <laughs> Android phone. Stick it in. It's yeah. an S six or S six Edge or a Note f- uh, Note. F- Four. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that, yeah. so I might just stick with my iPhone for now. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, it was the best, best, best time. Uh, we played... So we were playing uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Blows Up. Explodes. 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 That's fine. Um, and it's brilliant. What it is, is the person who has the headset on goes into a room and there is a bomb there. Uh and the other people around have um, a file full of papers and in the bomb there are different um, panels with different things that you have to solve in order to detonate. Wait, what's the opposite of detonate? <laughs> Undetonate the bomb. Disarm. Dis- Disarm. The bomb. Uh, so, for example, there are uh, there might be a wires thing, there might be symbols or something. So you have to communicate to the people who don't have this headset on what you can see, and then they figure out with all of these like puzzles uh, what you have to do in there. You've got it's timed. There, the countdown is on. As soon as you click on the bomb, you could explode. Mm. Me, I didn't. And if you die in the game, you mm. die in real life. Okay. That's VR. Okay. That's why I'm a bit concerned about the um, about the roller coasters. Mm. What if it gets a bit too much? Uh, anyway, it's brilliant. It was just so good. And when we were talking about it afterwards, Kate said a really brilliant thing that uh, sometimes when someone in the room is playing on a VR headset. You're just sort of watching them and they look like a bit of an idiot and it's quite funny and maybe you'll leave the room and that's fine. But most of the time you don't have any interaction with it. But this game was so, so good because uh, you all felt like you were involved in it and you all were involved in it and trying to make sure that nobody exploded. Okay. You do have to keep talking. Uh, and all, so it has a deliberately confusing manual. And, and one of the modules that I, I was I was disarming the bomb yeah. and um, there's there's one of them um, involves uh, the bomb looker uh, describing what they're seeing the words that they're seeing to those uh, in the real world with paper and stuff and it's um so 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 what can you see i can see nothing it was the word nothing (laughs) but then there are clues that involve actually seeing nothing uh and then the combination of of sort of phonetic can you say you are no you're or you are or you, you, are, you are you are the letters you are yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too clever too Wiley. clever Wiley. too clever but I never blew up so really? it was great I kept okay. on talking well, that's why you're still here today yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing I uh, yeah I just really want to get one now 7 out of 10 good uh, David so as you know I'm not allowed to play games I'm also not allowed to spend money okay. but in the last 12 months there were two occasions when having gone for a private drink on my own with my two-year-old daughter i managed to muster up enough drunk courage dutch courage sorry or drunk courage to buy games one of them was skyrim which i haven't had time to install (laughs) the other one was the last of us yeah 
which, after another few drinks on another occasion, I mustered up the courage to install and play. Okay. And I got as far as the bit where the game starts and thought it was rubbish up until that point. <laughs> it's just like some big half-wit American guy and his annoying daughter and just sort of fires in the background. And it, it just was a bit like a TV show that wasn't very good. Uh, and then the car crashes and there's just sort of people moaning and stuff. It just all felt a bit like I was a big half-wit. <laughs> I think we all agree about The Last of Us, don't we? I think we, we do. And but I think, think when everybody probably does. Right. It felt a little bit like I was playing some, what was that, Quantic Dream Dudes <laughs> games? It felt a bit like that, except that I wasn't, are we allowed to say the SEX word? Yeah, yeah. Having SEX with that dead corpse like you do in his games. <laughs> do you? Although maybe you do that later in The Last of Us, I don't know. Right, okay. But I, I, I know, I think you do that to keep your health up. <laughs> <laughs> like in real life. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, um, it's a game that is revered, and I, yeah. so that's why I was so surprised. Like everybody keeps going on about how great the story is, but honestly, like that girl was about as believable as a big halfwit. <laughs> uh, so, what score would you give it? Button seven. <laughs> uh, do you think you're going to enjoy Skyrim? Probably will hate it. <sighs> I think you'll love but it. I look forward to enjoying hating it. <laughs> Good. Thanks, David. Good. Thank you so much, David. Okay, um, let's have another piece of music. This is Just Been Warp Zoned. One Life Left on Residence 104.4 FM. The show is coming to a close in this, our 10th anniversary year. And we couldn't have hoped for a better guest, could we? I mean, we could have hoped for one, but, <laughs> but we that didn't. wouldn't have happened. We didn't, because we, we didn't hope, because we didn't need to hope. Here he is. Here a nice time, David. Yeah, it was... Has it that? lived up to your expectations? It's not over yet. We've got five minutes. That's, you know, yeah. good proportion Does that mean show. I'm not allowed to talk? Uh, am I allowed to talk or am I not allowed to yeah, talk? Yeah, no, yeah, please, yeah, do. please do. Please do. Don't let us interrupt you. What should I talk about? Whatever you want. Not that game. Okay. I'm not going to talk about the game that I've got to promote. Okay, of course. Yeah, it was fun. It was very nice to see you all. It and is be in fun. the same room. It is um, continuing, it's still fun, to yeah, it's continuing to be fun. For the next six minutes, it will be fun. We've all been at Pocket Gamer. It's a line Steve's used haven't. before. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to make the, the jokes that we used to make? No. Probably not on it. No, okay. No, okay. Uh, you haven't been at Pocket no. Gamer, but you could be. You could come to the party with us all. Can evening. I? Yeah, as Raoul said, if we're having trouble getting in to uh, give him a shout. So you are absolutely welcome. Uh, games conferences are weird things, aren't they? Um, yeah. Um, the sort of best times that you have is when you bump into people mm-hmm. um, in between sessions and stuff. So, so, so generally, uh, to attend one of these games conferences, to go with a schedule of meetings that you're going to have and some talks that you want to go and see. And I'm not sure if the same is in, is true in other industries. Is it? Do you think? I, I would imagine so, wouldn't you? Because there are, there the are um, venues like the brewery where Pocket Gamer is. 
um, that surely that's what they do all, all right. the time. And I know that, you know, I, I get invited to the toy fair, uh, Kensington Olympia, because one year I decided I was going to go because I was bored and right. I lived near it. And uh, when the, the year I attended, you noticed all the same tropes that you noticed from the video game industry. And sure, the game industry and the toy industry, I guess, are not that different. But I wouldn't be, dis- wouldn't be you know, surprised to find out that the same stereotypes and indeed forms exist across all the industries. Even so, um, it is... I don't know, games conferences do seem slightly weird. You, you turn up, you, you, you have your meetings, but like you say, the most interesting things tend to happen to you randomly, uh, those meetings that you have arbitrarily. Uh, and you do also always see the same people in the same different venues. Exactly. That's how I knew that I'd turn up at the wrong venue this morning when none of those people were around. I genuinely went... I thought, it was, a, I thought it was a Vinopolis. Turns out it's oh, not. No. Turns out it's not. It turns out it's at the brewery. Uh, both sort of boozy names. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I, just, I get it. But I was going to make a slight joke earlier when you said sessions because when you said sessions, you meant talk sessions or meetings but I was going to say what you mean you were boozing all day right, yeah, that would have been good that yeah. would have been good yeah so to some it's a bit ex- late to say it now though, no, isn't no, it? no no no, no, no it's, it's, good. Word, yeah. it's good it's good it's good can you say sessions again then? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I didn't go to any sessions today I was in well, a what do you mean you weren't boozing today <laughs> Uh, did you I get think, to? I any? think that went down. Well, that didn't was it? really good. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was all in the delivery, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Do you remember when we, when I was going to write a book about going to yes. conferences? Yes, just go to different conferences. What ha- so, what prompted that thought? The fact that you were talking about conferences. No, not that thought. Just <laughs> then, the thought about the original thought about writing the book. Because I thought it'd be interesting to go to lots of conferences. <laughs> what stopped you from doing it? I Lack think of I, ambition. Maybe I got a job, or my wife wouldn't let me. I can't remember. <laughs> One of the two. It's still on the card. You could still do it, couldn't you? Possibly, if my wife would let me. So no. <laughs> what are the differences between fact, conferences I, I, here? I tried to try to talk my wife into letting me do. Remember the the, the original YouTube vlog that we did. We did, yeah. Uh, vlogging our life, drinking Heineken Kegs yep, in Park. Exactly. I pitched to my wife like, why don't I make a channel of it and monetize it? Yeah. And she just wouldn't let it let me. <laughs> what were the reasons? Because she doesn't want me drinking. But imagine if I had. You we, could, I could, you be, could be, I could be a vlogging millionaire the by now. PewDiePie of booze. Yeah, exactly. you, don't, you could just wear a mask while you do it. She might notice me getting quite <laughs> drunk in the front <laughs> room, though. <laughs> Sat there with a mask on. <laughs> no, I think it'd be fine. <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> Uh, you're listening to One Life Left. It's a radio show about video games. So, um, have you been? Do you hope to play any good video games in the future, David? I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, so one of the themes of my dr- my drunk podcast was going to be playing video games drunk. Right. right? Okay. But uh, yeah, <laughs> which I still hope to do at one point. Okay. I think you can find a way. I hope so. <laughs> Will you? Uh, so you used to do a feature for One Life Left. Did I? Well, yeah, of course, yeah. you started the joke off. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay, okay, got it. What can we do to make you do that feature again for us? Can you get drunk playing video games in the toilet? What if we commission? <laughs> no, go to the toilet. Well, well, mask. Mask. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I might be able to do that while I'm at work. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know, I mean, we can try and help you monetize it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we'd, we'd love to commission you for a new feature of One Life Left, uh, a new season of One Life Left Features. Drunk uh, reviews. Uh, drunk reviews. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that will help? Help sway it with your wife if you, you know. I don't think it'll pass muster with my wife at all, but if you so I won't even bother asking, actually. 
Then we're fine. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> I mean, thank you so much for coming for on the show. flying all the way in. Thank you. Just, just for us. us. Yeah, just thank for us. You. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure for us as well. When are we going to see you again? Uh, I don't know. Possibly March, possibly after that. Okay. Yeah. Good. I guess you've got a game to talk about Right. Yes. Don't ask me any more about it now. Okay. And ask him some questions. What colour is it? I don't want to answer that. But could you? Possibly. What colour is it? Depends on your phone. How much would you score it? Four. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) David, if we wanted to catch up with you online, uh, how how would we follow you? Are you on Twitter or like the company or anything like You'd that? You'd have to ask my wife. <laughs> <I'm there. laughs> okay. Excellent. Thank you for coming on. It's yeah, been, a, thank you so much. been a treat for the eyes and the years. Um, thank, thank you very much. You to our listeners for listening. We will be back next Monday. Until then, goodbye. See you Bye. Bye. <laughs>